comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. The world we know is gone. No internet, no GPS, no text messages, no podcasts. In a world ruled by the dead, we are finally forced to start living. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Walking Dead TV podcast, episode 353. This is Russ, and it's a full house with Aaron, Rich, and Daryl. Hey, hey, hey. Hey. I got my Ezekiel dreads on. I'm ready to go. Yeah. I am back from the happiest place on earth and also the worst flu of my life. So do they call world the happiest place on earth also? I don't know. I I assume so. Is that not, is that not true? I don't know. I just don't know if that's specific to Disneyland. I'm curious if they call the magic kingdom. (laughs) I don't think Disney world is the greatest place on. I don't think because it's in Florida. So. That automatically disqualifies it. Well, it didn't say greatest. It's happiest. Happiest. Happy, whatever. Anyway, I am back from vacation and back from being sick. So those two were. Oh, no, no, no. no. It's the most magical place on Earth. There you go. Yes. That's that's all. That's the tagline for it. I thought that was the Mustang Ranch. Okay. Anyway, that's the second most magical. (laughs) They were kind of magic. That's the happiest place on earth. There, that's what it is. <laughs> All right. Um, since we are doing some catch up, we're going to talk about uh, season, season, yeah, season eleven episodes twenty and twenty one. What what was lost and outpost twenty two. I'm glad that this season of The Walking Dead is now old enough to drink. Yes, it is now old enough. To drink. <laughs> Stupid longest season ever. <laughs> Um, yeah, we'll get to it, but it seems like a weird turn of the way things are going, given how few episodes are left. But uh, it, it seems like there's a lot of focus on like where we're going, and coincidentally, Andor is doing very something very similar and also much better. Um, but um, yeah. I agree. <laughs> yes, that let this week's episode was awesome, and our Andor podcast is gonna be lit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've ever used lit in a sentence before on a podcast. <laughs> First time for everything. Yeah, I feel like Grandpa Russ over here. That's right. <laughs> it could be like Daryl and, and one of our co-hosts where we got into uh, an argument about what the word about what the word lit meant. Or the, the usage of the word lit, I guess. It's something's on fire. No, awesome. The two, the two, the two, the two old white guys uh, thought it just like you could use it to mean like drunk, like like you're you're lit, right? Well, that's yeah, that's that's the former association I have with it. That is not that was not the proper context for for that discussion. Yeah, that 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 tracks. I get that. Oh, I do understand. Lit is a word that seems more friendly to all as opposed to like woke which feels like it's been appropriated by white people <laughs> and used in both connotations yes 
Yes, but both both meanings were positive. It's just we we used it in the wrong context. Sure, I don't think you're trying to say somebody's lit as a way to put them down. Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> this All is right. a great episode. This is fantastic. <laughs> How did we get here? I don't know. All right, let's go. What was lost? Let's get magical, guys. <laughs> yeah. We start with, like, Carol and, and Zeke. Carol's back to, like, almost like baking Carol. You know, she's kind of, like, preparing her stuff, and her and Ezekiel are kind of having a conversation. And then it was kind of creepy. Like, Ezekiel just, like, disappears. Not Like, n- yeah, n- not even a sound. Like, no. I know. That it it was a Boom, weird off. scene. Just it was very weird. strange. I, I think it was meant to give that creep factor, but it just kind of didn't feel right. I don't know. Well, yeah, I didn't know what was going on at first. I was like, did she just like imagine he was there and he wasn't really there? Like, and obviously that wasn't the. Obviously, we found out very quickly that wasn't the case. The I was like, just wondering thing, if something was badly edited at first. Is what I was wondering because it was I, like, what? Well, I knew what the happened? premise of it, so I figured that, that that was them kidnapping him. Like, I can almost see them grabbing his, you know, putting something over his mouth and then. Just grabbing away. I don't. That's what I. But I mean, he would have made some kind of sound, even if they grabbed his mouth. He would have been like, "Mm." yeah. But I mean, it's like he was across the concert hall. That's how. That's how good this team is. That that right. That's supposed to be the best, right? That leads to my question: Why are this? Why is this team not in the field? Like, oh, we got exactly. Like getting chopped up because they're like, what if I get five feet away from the zombie and they get swarmed by them? Like, where? Where's this crew to take out zombies? Like, what's going on? (laughs) <laughs> it's just the Milton, but it seems like it's not just like a couple, a couple really good assassins on Milton's side. It's like they have a fucking squad that lives outside the <laughs> gates. Like, where, what are they doing all the time? Well, I mean, maybe it's only a few good men. It's not. Shut up. You can't handle the truth here, Rich. Okay, <laughs> they got a whole like we're going to talk about it. Like they got yeah. a whole train squad and everything. It's like, oh. why are they not in the comic? Like this is the first time it seems like they've had. This amount of problems. Why? Why just now do they have this elite crew to help help deal with these things? Maybe they just finished training. Like, I get, like they're, I they're, they're they're the Commonwealth version of the Navy SEALs, but this yeah. is the first group, and they just graduated. Yeah, redhead dude from comedies who's the warden for the jail is like, yeah, we just got out of our our training. Right. <laughs> so we yeah. Show. We're finally getting put to use, and we are great at it. And they're so lit. Uh, we're, we're getting late. Okay, let's talk about more than the first one minute of the episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so at this point, it's it's Carol and Daryl, right? They're they are on their own. They are. And kind another of... thing, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> they, they got Ezekiel. Okay, fine, cool. They got him from behind. I can see that. How are we getting Daryl? Like, this stretched a lot of believability to be the Daryl. Like, they had to have, like, 17 people, and there must be 16 bodies I didn't I'm see. sure it was like, a drink gun or something. I know, right? <laughs> well, they tried to imply, I mean, I know that um, watching the, you know, the little after uh, thing when they talked about it, the showrunner talked about it, they tried to say that being around the kids made him, it kind of incapacitated him. Made him softer because he's trying to protect the kid, which actually would make you think it would be the opposite, right? He would fight even harder. Fucking mama bear. Like, right, like, right. To yeah. protect the kids. But I guess maybe it's a gender thing. Because when it's women, they say that. But when it's men, I have heard, you know, like you, I've heard directors or whatever talk about how 
they when they're in the situation they're so scared because they're looking out for the the kids or the significant other that they're not as skilled a fighter than they usually are kind of thing the thing is once daryl sees red that's it it's over i mean look at like what he did to uh um what's his face and you know don't kill him don't we need him alive and he still had to stand. Well, they him built their hand. own monster, right? They made Daryl so almost invincible. Yeah, so it's hard to believe. So now, yeah, so now of. towards the finale, <laughs> okay, yeah. For the finale, they wanted to kind of, you know, pull back and be like, they got the drop on him because of the kids, but it's like, no, you've done. The, you, you can't. I guess I can buy it with the kids because we're not showing it. So, like, I guess if, yeah, right. the, the kids are ripped away from him, which assume is that's what happened. And then they have to have like five other guys like walking him. Then he probably like you know got the upper hand in some way. And that's what we're seeing, right? We're seeing him struggle with like one the one last guy that's still like alive after he beat the hell out of whoever else was trying to right, take him down. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Because they're not trying to kill him; they're just trying no. to kidnap him. Right, right. I could, I could buy into this more if I lay it out. <laughs> I guess a, a, a zookeeper doesn't walk into the lion's den the same way he does into the penguin enclosure. You know, they prepare, they know that they're going up against something that's going to rip them to pieces. So I'm sure that they were, you know, carrying all kinds of chloroform or whatever else to take Daryl down. A zookeeper doesn't walk. It was that Sun Tzu was the, <laughs> in the first chapter, page five. It's the art of zookeeping. Yeah. <laughs> All right, but yeah. So at this point, it's it's Daryl and Carol. They're um, they're kind of uh, an army of two at this point because everybody else has been snatched up. Um, we get uh, Pamela and Yumiko having their scene, and Yumiko like Pamela is entertaining some. It's it seems like important people or some some uh, like like high society <laughs> folks or whatever. And pa- and Yumiko walks in and just like totally the football just, boosters club. Yeah, exactly. It's the equivalent of like if Palpatine's hanging out with like those random aliens and yes, and yes. like Anakin walks in all huffy. Like that's the yeah. scene that we're getting. <laughs> yeah. The rest of them get this mess. Yeah, and, I was uh, yeah. It was kind of funny because she's, I mean, she just comes in and just starts going off. And it's funny. The rest of them are just like, oh, okay, this is normal, I guess. And, and just leave. Um, but she, you know, they she, know what it's like to work around the, um, her. Yes. Um, but Yumiko kind of shows her frustration, you know, with everything going on, especially, you know, with Eugene and this is where Pamela kind of passively, aggressively threatens her brother, you know, just kind of like, well, you know, what about Tommy? You know, he's he's, you know, working, you know, as the this prominent surgeon and he's kind of got his own thing and nobody really messes with him. And, you know, so it's it's kind of this backhanded threat to uh, to him if she doesn't do the proper job in prosecuting uh, Eugene for the death of her son. Um, Daryl and Carol decide to go, they want to try and find out like where the kids are, where everybody else is. And Carol has an idea. And the idea is to go find Hornsby, um, uh, which, which they're able to do. Hornsby is at this point pretty far gone for the most part. Like he's, he's obviously, uh, he's obviously, he's obviously been pretty messed up because he's still in the cell 
with um with the you know his dead partner and um and Sebastian's uh still animated zombie corpse running around and, and <clears throat> Sebastian's still kind of eating him piece by piece and like Cornsby is just kind of like in the filth and the blood and the in the gore and the nastiness. Like it, I gotta say, I mean, pretty gross. We already know he's kind of messed up. Like remember that one episode where at the end he's just like shooting zombies with his little tiny pea shooter. Yeah, uh, but like it's not like it's a small room. Like he can hang in the other corner and not be in the filth. <laughs> like, yeah. Yes, like it's not. Doesn't seem like it's. I mean, <laughs> given the world that they're in and how long they've been in it. This isn't the worst scenario to be in. It's that he can't he, like Sebastian can't reach him. He's busy munching on this guy. Like, what's what's Hornsby's deal? He'd, he'd hang in the other corner. He seems like he'd be fine with that. Yeah, it could be just him in the corner. Right. Yeah, him but when we see him, he's like, when we see him, it's like he's like fucking Lord of the Flies and covered in goo. Yeah. He's like, Let me well, find he the lost his religion or something. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, he immediately recovers right after that. So it's like, what was going on here? Y- yeah. Yeah, and it's then like completely to fine an hour. It's like get this man a coke and a smile, it'll be fine. Like yeah, <laughs> but I love it when you when Carol and, and Daryl finally get to his cell and open it up and come inside. Daryl just kills. Uh, yeah, he just kills Sebastian. Just not even a thought. Okay, done. Uh, get this guy out of here. <laughs> yeah, and then they they this guy free horns horns beat. <laughs> yeah. And then for some reason, did you find it a little odd what like why Daryl had to specifically stay behind to to he's to like quote unquote cover their escape? Like it, no, why did it just leave with the, the only the only thing that made sense about it was somebody wrote in the script because other than that, it I was like why he, he I, I mean it sets up the dramatic you know yeah. they wanted the a predictable separate, arrival right? but. Yeah. You didn't want your heavy hitters together. They wanted to kind of separate. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's fine. Just but make it write it a little better than oh, I'm going to stay behind because well, they're way down there. And... Film it better. I mean, that's yeah. Like, there's no yeah. right. It's just a yeah. weird like dark room where it's like it, it's like if I don't know they're like trying to go to that trash compactor and Han's like you guys keep going. I'll stay here for the rest of the movie. Like why the hole's right there. Just go. I'll be here. They might follow us down the hole. Then we'll deal with that when we get down the hole. No, they're over there. I'm here. You're there in the hole. I'm going to not go in the hole. Like, that's it's like that's the logic. Yeah. Yes. Um, but, yeah, so Daryl ends up holding him, holding him off. Um, Horn, will he survive? And this is where. <laughs> will they make it? Yeah. <laughs> um, so Hornsby's kind of leading Carol away. And the whole time he's trying to work her. Like it's very clear to me that he's Oh he's yeah. Trying, he's trying to work her, keep her distracted, like try and get on her good side. Like he's he's I don't even know how to describe it. He's other than just like he's trying to work her to save his own butt. And at this point, like Carol it's very clear Carol's having none of it. Like yeah. she even stops him at one point is like Look, like, knock it off. Like, this whole bit you're doing, yeah, I'm not, uh, I'm not buying what you're selling. Um, and then he ends up taking her to this, like, abandoned public works project down, you know, down in this, I don't know, it, it, just this abandoned warehouse looking thing. Um, and if, at first I couldn't tell if he was doing this to try and trick her or to, like, he, he, take her to a place where he knew she might get, 
overrun and he could make an escape because I kept thinking he he's he's doing what he's doing to disarm her, like to get yeah. her like to lower her guard. Um, and, and so like the other shoe can drop as far as Hornsby goes. Um, and then they get down in there and it's like these walkers where the, the, the skin just kind of pulls off the, the bones yeah. and stuff. It's really That's a good gnarly. one. That's a good one. Yeah. That was pretty gnarly. Um, <clears throat> of course they finally, you know, work their way through. <clears throat> um, they were able to get out and they're just like s- mostly surrounded by a bunch of troops. Um, that pull up and get out. And of course, this is one where I'm like, oh, obviously Daryl was, was, uh, it's funny because I even said like, oh, he must be hiding under one of these vehicles and just like, <laughs> like, like is hanging on, uh, Indiana Jones style or whatever. And sure enough, he drops down, picks up the rifle <coughs> and just shoots all these guys and clears them all out. Um, so Daryl saves the day. So this is, the, this is the dramatic conclusion to why Daryl had to sneak off on his own. There you go. Um, Hornsby tells him that it, about, about the train, uh, and that essentially they just need to follow the tracks on the train, which was kind of dumb on his part, I guess, uh, because once he kind of gave up the goose as far as where everybody else was going and what was going on, they really didn't need him anymore. Um, <clears throat> so they, they, you know, start following the tracks, go along. And this was pretty cool because this is where Hornsby again, I think he thinks he's working both of them. Cause at one yeah. point he even says, man, I hope <clears throat> Dixon got out of there. And Carol's like, yeah, you're full of shit. And, and then, you know, later on he even goes, he goes, no, I was really serious about Dixon. I really hope he, you know, he is okay. Um, so again, he, he, he keeps trying to play her, but, but when they, when they all get reunited again and he starts walking off, it's really, I, I really liked how this, you know, talking about problems with how some of the other scenes were shot. I really liked how this was shot and framed. And I really, really like, uh, the job that, um, that Melissa McBride and, and, um, and, uh, uh, Norman Reedus Reedus did with this because they played off really cool. And they're both just like, yeah, we're, we're not falling for your crap. Like, and you're not coming with us and we're, we're done with you. Like, like it's over. And it, they're not even like upset about it or mad about it. It's just very matter of fact. And I just, they, I like, they don't like the, him. They don't, they have no use for him. <laughs> like, he's exactly. not their friend. It's just so matter of fact. <laughs> and they're just like, yeah, but we're not going to like outright kill you. We'll just let you run and get, get a head yeah. start or whatever. And I was like, oh man. Uh, and of course, Hornsby being Hornsby, he tries to grab the rifle and Carol pulls out the bow and shoots him right in the neck. Well, um, I like how they're, he he overestimated because they're not civilians. Like you know, there's the kind yes. of people that were not in, out there in the world too long, and so they don't, you know, they they don't have that kind of I can kill you mentality and be done with it and be all right. I can kill you and go home and eat breakfast five minutes from now after I do yeah. it. Like he's used to, you know, people that he can manipulate. So when he comes across the two of them, he just doesn't get. How, you know, these are two warriors who are close, you know, like they love each other, like they're family. So there's not even a question. Like they're not even going to sit. Like if Ezekiel, Ezekiel were there or somebody, he might have thought maybe we could, you know, let him go or, or maybe use him or something. They would have came up with something, you know, they would have tried to talk it through. But you got the worst of the bunch that these two people that have no conscience when it comes to killing bad guys. 
And I, I was actually kind of surprised that Hornsby was going to get it. Like I, I, I thought he would. I, I, I didn't expect him to die in this in this episode. Um, <clears throat> I appreciated that he, for one thing, it just I don't see his use. Yeah, <laughs> don't, no, for yeah, sure, it's nothing for I'm sure. Left I, for him to do, right? But it, yeah, exactly. So it, it's like it makes these things less complicated, which that's fair. But also, that's just that, that's something that the, the, you know this show has weirdly gone away from over the years, as far as like just offing people, <laughs> like, yeah. you know, regardless of like their yeah. status in the series, just like getting rid of them. Uh, but like, remember how it used to be where it's like they're doing it a lot in a ways where it's like this is too much. We need to scale back how many people yeah. are just killing Listen, at random. If Rick was here. Forget yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, forget it. But um, yeah, I I I appreciate that. It's like, yeah, I know we got episodes left, but we don't need this guy. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's good. That's a good thing. In my eyes. He's the the sub boss has been taken care of. Yeah. And it was pretty cool. I mean, you know, shoot him in the neck, and he's just laid out there, and they just leave him to die. Yeah, like I like just, how unceremonious it is. It's yeah. just yeah. not anything. Again, I just I really like the way that was written and shot and the way that that all three of those actors kind of handled the scene because it, yeah. it really worked um, like it wasn't super surprising. Like in the moment, I wasn't like, oh, like, you know, it wasn't that kind of deal. But at the same time, I was like, oh, OK, they really are going to do it like it, it. You know, I just I just didn't expect it to come. So, sure. Yeah. I like uh, how it wasn't with any fanfare at all. Yeah, know? exactly. Like, yes. Like. Like most character deaths, even though, I mean, he's only been a character for a short time in the series, but still a major character in the storyline. And normally they, you know, tease things or there's hints about stuff. And and then when it happens, it's, you know, they really play it up. This was just like, eh, he's dead. Yeah. And I'm glad I hated that character. But I mean. In a good way, like the actor did a really good job of making me hate that character. <laughs> um, so yeah, the, to, and then to follow up on the Yumiko stuff, Yumiko actually goes to meet with Tommy mm-hmm. and talk to him about what's going on and what they're trying to do to Eugene and how important she feels Eugene is. Like he's his friend. And it, it's because, again, talk about, you know, something you weren't quite expecting. But but kind of were because Tommy has been kind of this like not, you know, do the right thing kind of guy. He's more like a I just I'm I just care about myself and my life and and what's going to make me happy. Um, and then, I mean, obviously, Yumiko, too, but um, he's not he's not out for the greater good. We kind of saw that, you know, when they first met up because he was working in the bakery. He wasn't he's a skilled surgeon and he could have. He could have gone down that road and he just didn't want to like he just wanted to be in the bakery baking stuff and not have to deal with, you know, with with all this, even though he had the ability to help people that that needed it. So to be to be clear, like he wanted to, I think, avoid the. Being a a greater response, having greater responsibility within the system that is the Commonwealth. Right. Right. It's a matter of like he hates being a surgeon. No, no, no. For Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Like he's not, you know, if it was, if things were now, granted, there's only so many options that one has in this kind of life, but it's, I mean, given where we're at right now, if, you know, secret stormtroopers carry people away to prisons. Yeah. Tommy feels like he was in the right. I think and not wanting to be involved in this. Yeah, exactly. Um, but he, he tells her, look, just go with the flow, like path of least resistance. If, if, 
if Pamela wants you to prosecute Eugene, like it may suck and you may not like it, but you need to do it. Like just, just do it because ultimately it's, it's, it's going to cause the least amount of problems for you and for everybody else. And Yumiko doesn't really like that. Like that's not, that's not really what she wanted to hear from him. And, and partially she went to him too, because she's worried, you know, she even said like Pamela basically threatened you to me. Um, and so, you know, again, it kind of reinforces Tommy's response. Like, Oh shit. If she's, if she's looking to, you know, to, to black bag me somewhere, then, you know, please, please, please do what you're supposed to do. Cause you know, I, I've already been ripped out of one job that made me happy. Like, don't, don't, don't let it happen again. Um, and it was her fault, you know, that, that, that happened. So, um, so yeah, that did not go the way I think she thought, but ultimately there's a big press conference. They announce, you know, the whole, they're going to, they're going to put Eugene on trial. He's going to be prosecuted. Um, Yumiko is going to be the prosecutor and she gives this, this, this huge speech about how, you know, she's known Eugene, he's a friend and he's been accused of all this. And then last minute she turns the tables and says, yeah, and I'm going to be, I'm not going to prosecute him. I am going to be his, his top defense defender on his, on his team. Um, which of course immediately pisses off Pamela and, and everybody. So, which is pretty great. I like, I, yes. I legit didn't actually see this coming. <laughs> no, I didn't either. I didn't. I either. mean, the second she like puts down the notes and does the whole, I'm going to speak from the heart thing. I'm like, okay, I know where yeah. this is going. But, but before that, I'm like, oh, this is what we're doing. Great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And of course, Eugene feels some relief because he'll actually be getting proper. Somebody that actually cares about actually defending him as opposed to somebody else that would just be going through the motions um, because that's what Pamela wanted. So. Yeah, I have no idea where this is going. <laughs> like, what kind of court case is going to be? But, yeah, exactly. But well, I, that's I the thing is the Walking Dead courtroom episode. What is the established law of the Commonwealth? I mean, do they have a constitution? You know, did they base it upon? You know, it just as it, it's going to be interesting to see how she argues a case in a area that we know nothing about the Commonwealth. Because I have a feeling that it doesn't matter what the law says when it comes to the Miltons. Of course, it won't matter. I mean, as she said herself, it's a kangaroo court. So it's like, I don't know what could be accomplished beyond just dragging this out. But I, I guess the idea is that if she puts enough effort into supporting this man in the eyes of the people, they'll just feel really bad about wanting to execute him. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm sure she's not above my guess is it's probably very just given everything else we know about the Commonwealth. It it was, it's probably built off the American system. So my my guess is it'll probably be trial jurors, jury, uh, uh, you know, judge all that kind of stuff, but it'll come down to the the court of public. Well, I mean, because the thing is, 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 you know, as far as like murder charge, um, he, they can't prove intent. I mean, he didn't intend for that, for Rich, 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 this is getting this is next week's show. Like, we'll get to this. Yeah, <laughs> we'll get to this argument. Yeah. I, I, well, I'm just saying is is I, I, I don't foresee it going well. No, but I, I guess my point is it wouldn't be above her to have it rigged, regardless of whatever the quote oh, yeah. unquote official system of of justice is that, you know, what whatever the facade of of the system is isn't going to prevent Pamela from, you know, from, from rigging it the way she wants the outcome. So, um, it pretty much, but is we shall dictatorship. See. I mean, 
Yeah. Um, so the episode ends with you, we can tell everybody's been loaded kind of onto buses. Everybody's hooded. Um, and one of the guards goes up and literally lifts up Ezekiel's hood and injects him with something, which is obviously like a sedative or something to keep him. So not only hooded, but also sedated, um, while they, while they transport, um, which will come to light next episode. But that's all we got for what was lost. So let's give it our busters. How many busters you guys give it? Daryl, you go first. Um, I enjoyed I enjoyed the episode for the most part, so I, I think I, I'll give it uh, three out of five busters. Gitch. Yeah. Um, this just felt more like moving the pieces around the board, setting up, and uh, it was an okay episode. Um, to me, it was some weird choices in the way it was uh, told, but um, overall, I'll, I'll say three out of five as well. Aaron? I'm at like three and a half busters. Like, I mean, I you guys are exactly right. As far It's like it is a pieces moving around kind of episode, especially given where we are this next episode. It feels like they're basically of a piece with each other as far as getting us to a certain kind of position for a new status quo. But I, you know, it has the highlights I like as far as you get an episode focused on Carol and Daryl. That's generally a good time. Um, the Hornsby stuff is effective as far as how they handle it. And I like that last minute switch from Yumiko. Like those are just good highlights for an episode like this. that otherwise doesn't have a whole lot going on beyond we need to get from point A to point B. Uh, oh, there's a good line too. I forgot uh, when Carol and Daryl like going over things at the beginning. And he's like, they even took dog. And I'm like, like, that's, that's yeah. Dog. Yeah. He makes a point of saying, yeah, they took dog. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, why? That's weird. Is he on the bus? Does he have a hood over his head? Uh, but it's, I mean, uh, yeah, it's it's a fine episode. It, it you know it does it has yeah some wonky moments, some stuff. But I mean, it does the job. How about you, Russ? Uh, I'm gonna give it three. I, I I thought it was again kind of I'm kind of like more of a rich and and Daryl on it. I thought it was a, a fine episode. Um, nothing that really jumped jumped out too too hard at me. I think I think as we'll see that the, these two episodes kind of uh, had a similar kind of vibe vibe to me. Um, yeah, but yeah, that's what we thought. So, what did the folks over on the Facebook group have to say about this episode? Well, you can find all the things that they have to say about this episode uh, on our Facebook group page, which is Facebook group Facebook dot com slash group slash WTV podcast. We have an active listener group that likes to inform. Um, what they feel about things when we put up our buster ratings and all that. Um, and you can find all the other stuff that we do over there. We try to post the news when we can. I post my reviews of the episodes and whatnot. Uh, but as far as this week's episode, this uh, what's been lost goes uh, from Richard Cherry Chopper Charrington. He writes, um, been behind, but finally caught up. To be honest, I'm finding these last few episodes a real chore. Uh, Mike Jones writes 2.5 cheap lawyers out of five. I'm not really sure what I just saw. Nothing really happened. The Walker skin coming off was cool. Everyone is on a bus to somewhere. So there's that. And Kevin Barry writes 3.5 busters out of five. I always enjoy when Carol and Daryl episode, a Carol and Daryl episode. And I was happy when Hornsby did not find his way to a redemption story. Oh yeah, I definitely agree. I didn't see that coming at all, but I definitely agree. Uh, no redemption for Hornsby. That would be stupid. Um, but yeah, those are our buzz ratings for this episode. All righty. So I guess we will get right into episode 21, Outpost 22. Um, 
And this one kind of picks up where the last episode left off and, but it's much more focused on everyone except Carol and, and Daryl. I mean, we do get plenty of Carol and Daryl in this episode, but we, I was actually surprised that we got Carol and Daryl. I thought it was like, Oh yeah. That said, it's like, no, it's like a mega team up episode. (laughs) Yeah. I I thought this one generally was going to be much more centered on everybody else and kind of what was going on with the kidnapped folks, which, which we obviously did get, but, um, but as, as, as wants to happen with the walking dead, um, uh, disparate groups of people, uh, from, from different parties tend to, uh, find each other. At least this one had a, had a, had a pretty good reason why that they, they would, they would all be able to find each other. So it did. It just becomes at a point where it's like, well, that really worked. Out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, but you know, we have like what, three episodes left or whatever. I was like, I'm not going to complain that much about this happening. Cause it's like, what, what's the other version of this? We take six episodes to get them back together. That right. seems like it, a long time. <laughs> and at least it isn't like they run across each other in a random field. Like at least like, you know, the, the fact that there are railroad tracks to follow and very true. Know, yeah. There's a, there's know, a common link. Yeah. Y- yes. There, there's an actual reason. So, um, but yeah, it starts off in the Maggie's in the truck. Uh, she wakes up, she's able to get her hood off. And obviously, of course, the only uh, guard they put in this uh, back of this truck uh, is lazy and sleeping. Uh, yeah, the, the rest of the super team guards, they're elsewhere. <laughs> the, yeah. The one where they're like, we have one very dangerous passenger at two, three. We have three that we really need to make sure that they're in a separate location. Hannibal Lecter style. Keep them away from everybody else because they'll cause trouble. Who are we going to get for this one? We got old Schmitty over here, sleepy <laughs> Schmitty, as we call him. Yeah, all right, that's fine. Let's put him in the back. Everything will be goes. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not like Maggie was being ultra quiet either. I mean, I guess, I know, I guess it's like, there's so much happening. How do you fall asleep in the back of a truck I, like that? You got to be I really mean, tired. <laughs> I guess I could tell you those those deuce and a halves are extremely loud. Like they are very loud vehicles. <laughs> yeah. So I guess I guess if homie was was able to fall asleep, uh, people rustling really around the, would the not be before. enough to wake him up. He must, he must, have, he must have had to wrangle some of the others and got really tired from doing it. Yeah. But, so he yeah, could sleep upright in a truck on a dirt road that's that loud. <laughs> yeah. Cause I can tell you for personal in experience. The, in the, what I assume is the very comfortable stormtrooper gear. <laughs> oh, yeah. Of course. <laughs> but yeah, from personal experience, those trucks are very loud. Maybe he um, slipped on one of his sleep knockout needles that they're passing out to the passengers. <laughs> that's what I thought. I was like, man, th- this guy was, was he. Like I need to take a break, guys. I'm injecting what? myself with this too. I'm sure everybody will be fine. That's what I'm paid for. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> one for you, one for me. One, one for me. For, <laughs> one for me. One for you, one for me. I know how long this trip is, guys. <laughs> Daddy wants to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was kind of funny. So we find out that also Rosita and Gabe are on the truck. So, uh. Uh, Maggie's able to kind of free like, herself. They should not be on the truck together. Like this is no, the worst. Like what, what are we doing? <laughs> Especially Maggie and Rosita, right? Like Maggie I mean, those and Rosita. Two... And fucking father, Ga- fucking sniper father Gabriel over here. <laughs> like, get him out of here. <laughs> One-eyed Gabe. But yeah, so Maggie's able to free herself. Um, you know, pulls like a random screw or something to get over to Gabriel and free him, and then they free Rosita. Um, of course, Rosita and Gabe jump off the back, and just as Maggie hesitates longer than 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 any human would need to hesitate, um, the guard, of course, wakes up, pulls her back. There's a big old struggle. It was pretty cool because she grabbed the rifle 
and it started firing. And of course they hit the driver and blow his face completely apart. And, yeah. uh, it, it wrecks the truck. And, um, of course Maggie's able to finally get up and, uh, and she, obviously it's, it's run off the road. You know, the one, the one guy has been like completely thrown free of the truck and is like in the trees or whatever. And, she she has the other driver and she's trying to get his weapon free so she could take it with. And obviously the rest of the convoy is starting to catch up because they realize what's happened. So she has to make a run for it. And that's, that's where we hit the cold open. It's a very bloody escape. <laughs> like given yeah. everything that's happening, yeah. it's like, this is really intense. <laughs> um, but yeah, so then when we, we cut back, um, Gabe and Rosita are able to, like, they find one of the walkers that, that was a, one of the guard walkers, uh, that I guess the, 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 the other one, not the, not the one that, that had his face blown off, but the other one. Um, um, so they were to kill, to kill him. Um, and then we cut to the bus load that has, uh, Ezekiel and Negan and the rest of them and, and they all start waking up and Ezekiel takes his hood off and, um, they kind of get to their, at least their first destination. Um, and it's pretty clear at this point that they're all like, this is kind of the, uh, this, this is what's in store for them. I mean, the, the, the main guard even says like, Hey, you're not, you don't, you don't have names anymore. I don't have a name. You don't have a name. You're not going to, we're not going to use your name. I, I don't want you calling each other by, by your names. And then they, they decide to split off, uh, some of the people and, um, they they take you know Negan's wife is in one group with a bunch of other people um, that that gets split off um, fr- from the rest of them so you know right away things are things are not going well. Um, Maggie hears we cut back to Maggie so she's she's trying to catch up with everybody else she hears a walker like off in the distance um, and then catches up with it and turns out it's it's a kid. And, you know, obviously with her son being taken um, and everything else going on, she can't bring herself um, to to put this this kid down. So she just kind of uh, she just kind of moves moves along. Yeah, I thought I mean, I kind of got what they were going for there, but it just seems like Maggie's character has been established to the point of no matter what her emotions are about a situation, she knows what a walker is and is not. I just I get why she avoided him at first, but at some point, you know, you got to do what you got to do. I I don't disagree as far as establishing a sense of consistency. I think the episode would have been better served if they upfront showed um, Herschel being ripped away from Maggie instead of having like these flashbacks. That would have yeah. definitely added yeah. to the, yeah, yeah. Because it's like I I could put the pieces together because the show wants me to, but it's like show me that up the top, like give me that emotion from the start, so I don't have to be like Maggie knows better than this, like you're saying. And I, this was Maggie yeah. like uh, pre like way before the Commonwealth, like uh, few seasons maybe. Five six seasons ago, I could see her doing that, but not this Maggie. Yeah, I'm fine with what they gave us. I just think it could have been better. Yeah, that's a, that's what I'm saying. I just think like a little re-editing, and I, I'm sure they probably tested it that way. But I mean, you know, it is yeah. what it is. Just... Yeah. 
Um, you don't want to so see a little boy get shot in the face. Like I get no, that. No. I mean, it's not a hard thing to right. yeah. drum yeah. up some emotion out of. I understand that too. Right. So we cut to Carol and Daryl who they're kind of spying on what's going on. Like they see the, the, the train. Um, and, uh, they, they see that it's, it's the trains actually, they've actually found the train. They see it in it's running. And so then they uh, start to follow it, which is pretty cool because they have that Jeep and, you know, you see where the, you know, the train kind of follows the tracks and then they kind of speed off to, to get ahead of it. So then we cut back to Maggie who, after what we just saw before, she's kind of at like this crossroad, like the, it's it's where the road crosses the railroad tracks. She hears the motorcycle coming up, so she ducks down to to hide. Um, did you guys think for a minute when that dude comes up on the motorcycle and got off that he stopped to take a leak? Yes, I absolutely did. That's that's what I was thinking too. Yeah. And I was like, how far are we going to go with this? Like, and then he walks up to the side and he kind of like, it absolutely you know, looked like he was going to take a piss. I, I was like, man, he was going to pee you right there. Well, my other thing too, is I was just like, why did he stop here? Like he's driving all this way. And it just so happens the one spot she's at is where, I mean, I get it. It's, it's the crossing, you know? Oh yeah. I guess that, that makes it was, sense the, it was where the road crosses mm-hmm. the, the track. So he's there to make sure that, you know, everything's clear. So <laughs> got it. Okay. Yeah. That, that, that. That's okay. what I'm saying for once when these things, these convenient occurrences happen, like this actually made in this episode, it actually made sense right. because again, because of the, the railroad thing, I we're we're so used to all these, these random encounters that seem kind of implausible that of all the land between point A and point B that, you know, all these people seem to always cross each other. You know how you can go from Alexandria to the Commonwealth in five minutes, but it takes you three days to get to the to, 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 to be fair, they haven't done that though. They haven't. No, they haven't. no, I know. I'm just being funny. It, no, I know you are. I know, but I, but because that's it is a concern in one of our listener, um, our Buster ratings. And I'm, I do the show has taken a as opposed to like Hilltop to Alexandria stuff where that is pretty like it's. But then again, they're closer. The show seems to have gone out of its way to acknowledge that. Commonwealth is a ways away from where Alexandria is. Yeah. This episode in particular, especially when we get to the end, we're like, okay, they really made a point of saying that they're taking these people way the hell out. So it's like two episodes worth of bus drives and they still haven't gotten there. Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. And like Jerry, that's why Jerry and Aaron and the gang are still like out in the woods somewhere. Cause they're like, it's a long trip. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's not easy. It's not down the street. Yeah. Um, so and then of course the the walker the kid walker starts to walk up which distracts the guy on the, the on the motorcycle and Maggie's able to sneak up and and take him out um and and just kind of like stab him in the in the arm or like kind of in this like in the armpit like kind of in the armpit side, like yeah yeah kind of kind of get him you know in the weak spot of the armor um and then of course then the kid you know be, with the struggle and everything else the kid is able to get up to her and Maggie tries to at first it's almost like she tries to kind of turn him around and maybe put him on his way. But at the end, she just knows, OK, I, I have to put this kid down like it's I, I have to do it. Um, and so she grabs that piece of metal and just jabs him in the head with it. But she's not happy about it. Yeah. Of course, uh, Carol and Daryl find her um, and then Rosita and Gabe find them. So everybody is uh, everybody is is back together again. And Daryl goes to interrogate the guard. 
like he's going to go find out from this dude like where everybody's at, where they're taking him. He's got the, you know, they they've got the kids. Um and uh it, it doesn't doesn't really he he's he's not very forthcoming um, with with the information. <laughs> the the loyalty oaths that these supreme troopers have established are very strong. Then they talk about it. designation two. Like what's designation two? Because he oh, heard yeah. heard them talk about designation two, and ultimately huh. the guy's like, "Hey, that means they've been taken far away. Like they're they're being taken like way out." Well, Gabriel comes in. Like they get Gabriel yeah. comes in to inter to intervene as far as the whole Daryl tortures a guy thing. Isn't going to work as well as they thought it might. Yeah. So Father Gabriel comes in and actually does some pretty he, decent he, pastor work. He, he, uh, he remembers them from the church. Like, hey, you you were there yeah. every Sunday sitting in this spot. Yeah. It's a good bit because it's it like does. we have to yeah. do a lot within a very short amount of time with a guy that we don't know um, and like convinces that Gabriel's doing some effective work. And I think it works pretty well. I, I like what they do with this because we don't, you know, these are blanks essentially, these stormtrooper guys. So the fact right. that they give have a little bit of dimension there. I thought that was pretty well handled. Yeah. Yeah. And Gabe yeah, that it's successful. That helps too. Like it's to some degree at least. Yeah. And Gabe tells everybody like, Hey, give me a minute. Like I'm going to actually like do my thing. Like I'm going to, I'm going to pray with this guy and, you know, take him through his final minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I thought that was, I thought that was, that was pretty well done. Um, we cut back to the camp where, Ezekiel and Negan and Kelly and the rest of them are, are, and Kelly wants to run. Like she's, she's like, okay, we have got to get the hell out of here. Like this isn't going to, you know, we, we, we can do this. We can overpower these guys. We can get out of here. And Ezekiel is like, no, like just no. Cause he, he, Ezekiel, Ezekiel looks, looks pissed at the end of the start of this episode, by the way. He like, yeah. he's not happy about the situation, like understandably, no. but he is very clearly unhappy about what's going on here. Like what? Like they're specifically highlighting his face, and Ezekiel's yes. the one where it's like he's the guy that's the most happy on the show generally. So yeah, well he should kind of feel unhappy because he he thought he could just stay here forever. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, he's already happy because yeah he just got his his cancer gone yeah. and everything. So 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 they like really want to highlight like this guy's pissed. <laughs> True, <laughs> but a- the the best unhappy face of the episode award goes to Negan for sure. Yeah. Yeah, but they help they help him earn it. Ezekiel's right. pissed from the start. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> True. Yeah, Ezekiel, I kinda was like, ah, why did you know, like he just he 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 annoyed me, I know, unrightly so, but he annoyed me because he just thought, you know, that magically all these bad experiences that they've had prior to this, that even though this woman has given off the despot uh vibes that she that it would just work out. Okay. I mean, he didn't know that her, that Eugene was gonna like launch a coup. I know, <laughs> like, but was, I mean, he wasn't he, he wasn't in on that plan. But she's been, he's been there for some very bad stuff. You know that whole need. You know, like the the different uh, uh, groups and stuff that have kind of. I don't disagree as far as he should be a bit more jaded, but that's just not him. Like I know I, he's I, not I, I jaded, I, but he should I, just be a bit more alert to. I think he's just uh, tired. They probably, I, I get I, it. I, I don't think he, he thought all of us are going to be rounded up randomly. Entered his mind as something no. to be cautious of. <laughs> but I guess I, I, yeah, I guess I'm thinking through my like if I had the experiences that they had, I would, I'd probably be a little bit more like Carol. Like as soon as I start to get the vibes that the you know leaders are are corrupt like that, 
I'm out. But See, I think I would just be like, eh, I, you know, I hear, what, eh, you, I I hear could, what you're saying. I, I, I can understand, like, maybe have, like, your haunches up a little bit more, but, like, dude's still riding cloud nine of getting free of cancer. I mean, like, yeah, I mean, yeah, like he's, yeah, he's got a bit yeah, of an excuse to be a little I, more I, lenient I, on what to expect to happen. I think for me, I'd be like, well, okay, I could put up with a little bit of nonsense and a little bit of corruption or whatever. If Even it means... though you've had all these other groups that have, they sounded like yeah, it was you'd great. Be tired. You'd be tired. And, you'd be like, tired of that fight. Also, he's the zookeeper. What's he, he involved with? Yeah. <laughs> he's not doing anything. <laughs> I mean, in the, you know, he didn't go through, you know, uh, the governor's business. No, he didn't right? go through like, the governor I mean, thing. But he did go through. He's dealt know. with the Negan thing, which we yeah. remember this. Episode. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I just I could if it was me, I would just be like, man, I'm just tired. I would like, just be so oh. weary of especially after the last one with the Negan group. Like I would be just be so when you have a you know, an evil leader, I I like I probably would be gun shy and, and be ready to bounce. But I, I I again I don't I mean has Pamela it besides what we know about things going on, has she expressed outwardly that, that she's completely corrupt and evil? Well, she's kind of expressed that she she took a blind's eye to what um, Thornsby. What's his name? Thornsby was doing, which was, I mean, as far as he knows, was being dealt with. Like Carol negotiated, and he wasn't involved in all that. He wasn't in the sewers. When Daryl yeah, yeah him but him. I would like, think was, Carol would have told him everything that was happening. Which is fair, but again, he's not sitting there being like, "Well, yeah. I hope I don't get rounded up at night," you know, like a you know, like no, Nazis you're right. coming through you're the right. town. <laughs> you're right. It's like. I, I get what you're saying, though, as far as, yeah, shit tends to happen when these guys are around. Yeah, yeah. that's what I mean. Like, it's always been, you know, like, how many times does this shit have to happen? I keep expecting somebody to say, God dang it, why does this always have to happen with us? Every time. I don't know. So where are we at? We're at the camp. All right. So, yeah, so he, he talks Kelly into, or tries to talk Kelly into st- like she not never going, listens. Yeah, she but not going through. Fortunately, she did this time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, she did well, this before. No, this is before the actual escape. This yeah. is when she's like, "Hey, we could do this," and right. he's like, "No, no, no, no." Like, no. Yeah, so, she did um, this before with Daryl, where she was about to run because she doesn't exactly look before she leaps, and she was about to do this before with Daryl with the other group, and just run or you know, like we can just rush him or whatever. And Daryl yeah. had to constantly tell her, "Don't do it. Like, you don't, you know." And she's about to do this, the thing all over again. Yeah. So Negan walks up to one of the guards and he tries to, you know, smooth talk his way. He's like, hey, you know, my wife was with that group that was gone before. Where where'd they end up taking him? And this dude just clocks him right in the head. Just like, Keep like he's not. name out your mouth. Yeah, he's not. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he's, he's not having it. Um and then at that this this is at this time this is when a small group of them decide they're they're going to go ahead and make a break for it, and Kelly is one of them. Ezekiel goes after her, and right when they're about to make like the big run into the open field, that's when Ezekiel grabs Kelly and is like, "No, don't don't do this. I'm telling you." And of course, the other the others get seen immediately. They open fire and get and get completely gunned down. And so Ezekiel is able to kind of save Kelly and and take her back. Like 
professionally shot. Like they're just take like you know, it's oh, not yeah. a bunch of spray fire. There's like yeah. capped like right away. Yeah. Again, where is this team? <laughs> yeah, exactly. like, this is their job. Yeah. <laughs> like, they yeah. Do this. yeah, they don't miss. Also, is it winter now? Like, what's going on with the weather? That's my, that's my other question. Yeah, I know, right? It seems like it's kind of it's kind when of. When did they get cool. to Siberia? <laughs> yeah. That? that was where um, the Planet of the Apes all of a sudden. Yeah. Um, we cut back to the to Maggie and the group, and of course they jump the train. Like this is the big the big train heist. Um. Which this, I thought this was pretty well done. You know, yeah, with I like this. Yeah, I agree. The, they they took out the obviously they took out the transmitter first, so they couldn't radio. You know, Maggie goes in and you know holds the holds the um the conductor at gunpoint, and then the you know the the rest of the crew kind of have this little bit of a, a of a shootout. Um, some of them get pinned down, and ultimately they end up they end up able to to overtake them. Um. And I didn't realize. So what did I miss with Connie being on the train? Was she like, what was the deal with her being on the train? Well, she wrote the article. No, 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 no. But mm. like, well, la- I mean, last week she was hiding out, too, because she didn't get caught immediately. Like, right. Z- oh, OK. All right. right. She, I was we, like, we, we didn't talk about that. Yumiko felt like Connie was in the hospital or whatever mm-hmm. with you. Like, and she found you. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah. Oh, I got the impression she's going somewhere even further out. Special. No, 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 we'll get. We'll get. We'll get there. We'll get there. I'm just okay. leading into that. So what I'm saying is, Connie was able to evade them, even though Kelly got caught. So she was talking to you with those. So at some point, Connie got found. Uh, we don't know the exact parameters of how she got found yeah. and why she's like what's different from her from the others. Presumably, she'd just be taken to the same place. I don't know. We'll see. I guess. But it, it just but they were, she the, was the only one on the train. Like, well, it's because she got caught separately. That was the thing. She got she didn't get caught in the same way that Ezekiel and everybody else was on the bus got caught. She got caught later on. Gotcha. So whether or not there's some other different sentencing based on, yes, the fact that she wrote the article or it's just a, a separate trip or, or maybe because she's, you know, because she's deaf, they just don't want to have her in the same kind of location as everybody else. That could also be a factor into it. It's like, what she, you know, she can't True. properly. Oh, right. Yeah. In the yeah. same capacity as everybody. So. I but think was, all those things will lead, but it doesn't matter because you can take they find her. So. Yeah, it was cool that that the, D- Daryl and and Connie like their reunion. Like he even had that big smile on his face. Like he was happy to see her. Like it was it was a cool it was a cool moment because obviously that's been other than the kids being taken. That's that's another thing. And and uh, Carol even mentions it this episode is mm-hmm. is Connie. Like he feels like he's lost her again. You know, like yeah. she was gone all that time. Um, and and then comes back and you know now she's gone you know potentially gone again so um one of the guys hops on a motorcycle and takes <laughs> off and it's and like we have the, our speeder bike chase for the season exactly right yeah 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 <laughs> I was surprised it took Daryl that long to look over at that motorcycle that was you know ratcheted down and and pop it loose but of course he does and takes off after um takes off after after the guy and. Um, you know, chases him down, and then obviously he wrecks out and and falls tries off the bike to, and tries to run. And Daryl pulls off a a fucking Akira slide under a branch yes. and gets the guy and hits and him with like, the motorcycle. Of, of yeah. course he did. He's Daryl. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he doesn't have a bazooka, so he's got to use the motorcycle to take his motorcycle, and it works. And it's not—he doesn't even take it back to question. He just stabs him in the chest. Yeah, I know, right? Like he does. Yeah, he he's like, okay, him. I'm done. Like, yeah, I had to—you had to try to chase you down. You're dead. You're done. Making me sweat. <laughs> yeah, 
I guess they feel like too they've got they still have hostages back at the, like he's not necessary to to tell them what's going on. Um, <laughs> so they go back to the train, um, and they start questioning the conductor. It's like, look, you know, you, you have a family, you know, I have a family. Like, tell us where you know where do they have our kids? Where do they have any? And the guy's like, I can't, like, I can't. They're gonna kill my family. They're 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 gonna take them out. So he he manages like they they try and take them to a place where they can. Um, question him. He ends up picking up like a like a railroad spike or a, a tire iron or something, and um, or a, like an oversized screwdriver. Maybe is that what it was? Um, anyway, puts it right up to his chin and is just like, "Look, they'll kill my family." And Maggie's like, "Look, look, man, we'll we'll wound you, not not real bad, yeah, but we'll bad enough. Make to it look like you you got away. <laughs> yeah, to make it look like you got away and make it look good." And he's like, "No, like he's having none of it. He's like, no, they they will kill me, they will kill my family." And so he he literally stabs himself in the neck. Um, it's pretty hardcore. Yeah. So they're not able to to kind of get yeah, that. Exactly, that's a dead end. <laughs> exactly what they need. Yeah. Fortunately, though. <laughs> We'll get yes, <laughs> um, so we come back to the camp with Negan. you know what I'm, I'm sorry real quick going back way back to that because there's a good line I wrote down to like when Gabriel tried to help the other guy who did who didn't kill himself <laughs> but just bled out or whatever yeah Gabriel has that one line he says people remember the last thing that you do that's a good line like that's yeah. a, I really yeah. like I, I can't have like after all these weird ambiguous episodes involving Father Gabriel and just how religious he might be he's dropping some gems this week which I and he, like even him and Rosita like dealing with the fact that they lost their child like there's just good stuff here yeah that I appreciate yeah because even she at one point is like well let's split up and we'll you know we'll cover more ground he's like no I'm not leaving you we're sticking together yeah yeah um but the Negan Ezekiel stuff we get next is pretty good. Um, yeah, this this because do we all do we all have to stop and think about like how, when did they interact? <laughs> yeah, yeah, because that's the thing, right? They like they haven't had and Ezekiel even makes a point of it, right? Like I have purposely stayed away from you since all of that stuff went down. Um, that feels like the writers being like they haven't actually had a scene. We need to address that. <laughs> in some yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Negan's like, look, we have that we have got to put that shit in the past. Like it's it's like. I don't blame you for hating me. Like you cannot trust me. You could think I'm the devil, you know, and Negan even says like, look, I probably given the stuff I've done in my life, I probably belong in here more than anybody else. But you know, you don't belong here. Kelly doesn't belong here. You know, my wife and my kid don't, don't belong in, in this, in this spot. And he's like, we have got to put this stuff in the past and we've got to find a way to, to, you know, he's like, you know, you, you can inspire these people and, you know, make all this happen. And he's like, you just need a spark. And and uh, and Ezekiel's like, yeah, well, I can't, I can't like that's that's not me. And, and Negan's like, well, I'll, I'll take care of that. You just you just wait. And Ezekiel in the end, Ezekiel's just like, OK, he's in. So Negan even says, like, are you are you with me? Like, are are, are you with me? And Ezekiel kind of gets up and just angrily says, I'm with you for now. Like basically, like this is this is out of convenience. Like, right. <laughs> like we. But need he to do does this. he does show a little bit of concern in his face anyway when Negan's like, "I may not make it out of here." Yeah. But it was. I thought it was a really good scene. You know, again yeah, because was. because these two haven't had. You know, I mean, Negan took out a lot of his people, and I had to catch myself with that because I was like, "God damn it, we don't have time for this." Yeah, and then I'm like, but dude, you did kill a lot of those people, didn't you? 
Um, so then we cut back to um, to Daryl and Carol and, and them and Rosita because they make a point of showing there was a female guard or a female soldier that was you know with them on the train. And and Rosita was kind of eavesdropping on her when she had the radio before before they before they like snuck up and took took her guns and stuff. So she got her call sign and <coughs> and everything else. So Rosita gets on the radio and basically makes it sound like, hey, look, we got jumped. I'm the last one left. And, you know, it's pretty. It's, it, <coughs> I guess she was convincing enough because uh, the lady on the other end of the radio gave her directions on which way to go and how to get to like, you're going to get to the road and then you'll get to here. And, um, and then basically clues them into the fact that um, outpost 22 where they're taking people that are going way out there uh, is Alexandria that they've basically repurposed Alexandria into this like long-term detention facility for all the, I guess the undesirables uh, is what it sounds like, or, you know, people, people that they want as long-term laborers slash prisoners. And of course, Maggie yeah. gets her, her stirring yeah. speech about <laughs> this is a lot how of, Pamela. It's, well, it's a lot of, it's, it's a lot of really good exposition from um, what event Nicole Brown. She's the one doing the radio. Oh, is that who is? Oh, That's, cool. Yeah, it's event oh, Nicole Brown. Wow. It's just like, nice. let, me, let me supply you with five minutes of information to tell you where things are going next, <laughs> which is like, okay, that's a lot of thanks. Like, like it's just such a, like, the way it's being phrased, <laughs> they're talking on the train. It's like, I mean, I don't need to tell you all this because you probably know it already, but let me just remind you. Here's all this stuff about Outpost 22. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Okay, thanks. <laughs> it's useful. And then Maggie has her diet, her, her monologue about like Pamela's, you know, uh, underestimated us at every turn. And, <laughs> you know, we're, we're finally going to get the upper hand and she's not going to even know, you know, know what hit her. I, I wish you'd call back to what a or whatever, and you'd be like, they don't know who they're f- with. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's where the episode ends. We see the the bus showing up at at Outpost Twenty Two, the Alexandria Station, and it's it, they have completely repurposed a- Alexandria for for this. So are they I, also I, suggesting that the kids were taken there? Or oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, the kids are taken. Yeah. Okay, because so, I'm thinking, um, and I doubt they're going to do this, but I'm thinking, man, a good chunk of a Judith storyline because she knows that Alexandria pretty well, and maybe there's some hidden things she can i don't know and then i was also thinking about the sewer where carl died didn't they have a secret way out through that way that in and out of alexandria i mean that place has so many holes yeah. <laughs> like, what oh, yeah. is it doesn't matter if there's a secret way out at this point All well no i'm just i'm just thinking of a way that our group could sneak in and i don't think they'd have any trouble sneaking in yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like that, that'll be probably the, a pretty easy thing next week that we see is like yeah we'll, we'll sneak in our old way <laughs> i just didn't realize did everybody leave alexander like did everyone go to the commonwealth has alexander just been empty this whole time until well remember because it got it got all jacked up like after like didn't Lance didn't Hornsby come in and just like Yeah, they stormed it, didn't they? Like everything yeah, everything got kind of kind of sideways. Mm-hmm. Did Between they, the storm and then everything else that happened. But did they like the last thing I remember with Alexandria is that they, they took they put the Commonwealth flag on top of it. I didn't re- right. I didn't And they realize, were gonna rebuild it. Like that was the whole rebuild, thing. But I didn't realize that like everyone was gone about yeah, that that's what's that what that's what threw me. Like it was just an empty community because they what had repairs and their, their communist flag up or whatever. 
they're like, cool, I'm into it. Like, like that's a fun twist as far as Outpost 22 is actually Alexandria. All, it was Alexandria all along. Yeah, it was Alexandria. Um, <laughs> cue the theme song. Um, but I, I just, oh, okay. I didn't realize that, like, that's how that's how far away, that's how far gone Alexandria was. It was just, like, abandoned, essentially. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess now that I think about it, I didn't realize that either. That, that like, I just literally figured, nobody like, was there. I just figured Hornsby came and was like, guess what? You're part of the Commonwealth now. Peace. I'm out of here. Like, I didn't realize everybody like left Alexandria. But here we are. <laughs> so. Yelp. <laughs> All right. So how many busters do we give this episode? I'm going to go first this this time. Uh, I'm going to give this one three and a half. I, I did like this one uh, a bit better than the last one. Um, specifically, I thought I thought the train heist thing was pretty well done. And the Negan and... Uh, and Ezekiel stuff was was pretty well done too. So I I, I really and then there was there was a motorcycle chase, which that's yeah, that anything yeah, you have a fun. car chase, motorcycle chase, that's 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 always worthy of a little Who is it like one of those. Yeah. Yeah. So three and a half for me. Aaron, how many how many busters you give this one? Uh, it's a good three and a half busters for me as well. Like it's another like we gotta move the people around, but yes, it does have a sweet motorcycle chase and there's there's fun stuff going on. Uh, and just good character work, honestly. Like in the midst of all this, I do think the characters are getting—they're not getting uh, sh- uh, shafted. So that's that's you know in the 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 last few episodes of the series, that's helpful. Yeah, um, Rich. Yeah, this one pretty much had the same tone and feel of the last one, um, except for this one. I felt the writing was better, the filming was better. Um, the acting was better. So I, I, I'll go as much as a four on this one out of five. Cause uh, I thought that it was, especially the character work was very well done this episode. Nice. Daryl. Uh, I liked the sense of urgency on this. You felt it you, when they were trying to yeah. figure out where everything was going and then, you know, and try to get there before the train gets too far and all that stuff. I love the the shooting, how they shot the the train scene, um, and train scene was awesome. Yeah, and and you know the breakdown, like the parents are starting to break down because they're you know they're thinking about their kids, and, and so it, all in all, it was yeah, it was really well done. I I give it uh, three and a half. It was really good. Nice. All right. Well, thanks everyone for chiming in on this episode. Um, I guess that about does it for this one, uh, and we should be back hopefully next week. Um, hopefully we shouldn't have anything pop up that would delay us from recording again. Um, Aaron, where can folks find you on the Internet? Um, you can find me hosting the podcast Out Now with Aaron and Abe with my co-host Abe. We talk about weekly movie releases. We just had a lot of fun through October doing a lot of special bonus horror episodes. Um, and now we're in the thick of uh, award seasons, so plenty of uh, – uh, good films coming out and lots of conversation about them, along with some big blockbusters. Black Panther Wakanda Forever is on the way, and that's going to be an exciting one to go over. Um, I also write for League of Entertainment. You can find my Walking Dead reviews there as, long as, my, as well as my film reviews. And I'm on Why uh, uh, So Blue for Blue Rank Criterion reviews. And I'm on Twitter, Aaron's PS4. Rich? Uh, you can find me on all the socials at ChubToad01. Daryl? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at the voice one two three, uh, and you can find me here hhwlod.com on this very podcast. Oh geez, I'm the asshole. I'm promoting my stuff, guys. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if you've got the stuff to promote, promote it. 
You got it. Got it. I don't it. have anything to promote right now <laughs> other than my awesomeness. So there you go. Fair enough. All right. So thanks so for follow me on Twitter so you can find <laughs> out find out how I did on Wordle each day because that's go. that's probably my most consistent social media update right now. <laughs> wow. Get it while you can. Um, all right. Thanks again, everyone, for listening. We'll be back next week. So until there's no more room in hell in the dead, walk the earth. Get your flu shot.